What's going on, everyone? What is going on? You know, I'm keeping you all on your toes. Seriously, you come back to the podcast, it's always someone different, and it's always a topic that you've never heard before. Listen, I met this guy, Philip. This is our guest today. And I was doing a corporate talk in Toronto at this incredible company, and I met Philip. And we just got to chatting, and I said, are you from Toronto originally? He says, no, I'm actually from Barbados. I was born and grew up in Barbados. And I said, what the heck brought you to Toronto? And we got to chatting, and I am fascinated by these stories. How can people leave a country that they were born in and totally start fresh? How do you adapt to that change? How do you deal with that anxiety? It, it blows my mind, and I wanted to pick Philip's brain here, and that's why he's on the podcast today. He's a well-rounded individual, man. We're, we're just having an awesome conversation of why he left such a sunny place to come to icy Toronto, what he's learned along the way, and what lessons can he share with all of us when we're trying to adapt to change and grow as individuals. So I'm keeping you on your toes with some fresh content on the podcast, and Philip is an extraordinary guest. If you're new to DDE, though, Depression to Expression, be sure to check out the YouTube channel. Be sure to check out the store, the merch. You you know the drill, guys. There's so many goodies out there. Absolutely free, free content, free resources, and if you want to join our online community to take this uh, to the next level and meet some awesome people... Well, it's patreon.com slash depression to expression. We use the Discord app to chat. It's a 24-7 chat from people all over the world, and I absolutely love it. And we do live streams and all those goodies, and there's giveaways and prizes. So if you're interested, patreon.com slash depression to expression. That's what really funds this whole thing uh, as I keep ads out of the podcast. So you ready for this? In three, a two... One, let's do it. Philip, welcome to the Depression to Expression podcast. Thanks a lot for coming. If uh, if you're new here to the Depression to Expression podcast, it's about mental health. And as you know, mental health literally affects everything and anything. So there are no limits to the podcast, which means Philip is here to talk about something a little different, something that we really never think about or never talk about but it's such a common thing and that's where we're really going to start off with is you were born in Barbados I was definitely yeah and you moved to Toronto how many years ago so I moved to Toronto in 2013 so that's about let's say six years ago yeah six years ago see this this just fascinates me Philip because (laughs) I'll just start with a quick story. So we're in Toronto now, my family, yeah. and I was raised in, in Newmarket. Awesome. Newmarket okay. is like 45-minute drive north. Okay. And when I moved to Toronto three years ago, that change was a struggle for me. Wow. And then okay. <laughs> it, was, really? it was 45 minutes away, and yeah. I'd been to Toronto before, and I was just like, oh, it's a new place, you know, new sensations, mm-hmm. new kinds of food, new environment, new job. Yeah. And, you know, it took time for me to adjust, so, like, I'd love for you to walk me and the the listeners through. Yeah, definitely. You know, what was it like? First of all, living in Barbados, and then that journey to come to Canada. Yeah, definitely. Like living in Barbados, I was I was very comfortable. You know, mom and dad was there to you know provide me with what I needed. Right. So you know, it was typical. You know, wake up, go to school, 
you know, go to university, do your homework, um, attend classes, and then, you know, when Friday, Saturday comes, you're partying with your friends, and then it just, it's just a routine thing, right? So, you know, get up, go to school, go to classes, get home, sleep, repeat, right? So yeah. that was basically my life in Barbados, per se. Um, I, I did have the mentality that I wanted to challenge myself, I wanted to grow, but I... I was looking for something different. Um, it wasn't in Barbados, so that's why I chose to come to Canada. So when you, when you wanted to to grow, learn and grow, do something different, mm-hmm. where did where did that mentality come from? Was that was that the way you were brought up? Did you see other people you were living with leave too? Mm-hmm. What what happened? How does that kind of spark? How is that spark created? Uh, definitely, um, it was definitely a mixture of both. Um, I get the ambition and drive from both my parents because my dad, he has his own business. And then my mother, she worked her way up in the government. But she also was, she was born in Barbados, but she too was raised in Canada. She was actually raised in Hamilton. Oh, really? Yeah. So I do have, I also am fortunate to, even though I'm born in Barbados, I still have Canadian citizenship which is something that most international students in Canada don't have. So I'm very fortunate. So, yeah. So do you have, is is there anyone you know before you moved here? Was there anyone you knew in Toronto or or did you still have family in Hamilton? I have family in Hamilton and Kitchener. I knew of a couple of guys who moved from Barbados to Toronto. I wasn't in connection with them like when they moved. But I think, you know, when I had the idea of, you know, looking to move to Toronto. I then, then started contacting them, saying, you know, hey, what's Toronto like? Um, you know, what's the life like over there? What to expect, what not to expect, right? So, yeah. What What's interesting to me is a lot of people would dream of the Barbados life. Oh, yeah. And would you, would you categorize that time as comfortable? That was comfortable living? Yeah. Barbados, you were in a routine? Yeah. Barbados was very, very comfortable. Um. I didn't have much responsibilities, but, you know, all, all that changed when I came to Toronto. And anybody who's listening right now, you're definitely welcome to Barbados because Barbados is paradise. Definitely. It is. So, par- yeah. Yes. I think in the airport, I swear it says welcome to paradise oh, yeah. uh, in Barbados because I went there a few years ago oh, yeah. and it was it, it is paradise. Oh, yeah. Amazing, man. Amazing like, food, amazing beaches. Oh, yeah. Any anybody that, you know, hears I'm from Barbados, the first thing they want to do is want to come there. Definitely. They want to experience the nightlife. They want to experience the food, um, the culture that we have to offer. Man, like home home is home, man. Definitely love it. When you're on an island, because yep. Barbados is pretty small. Yeah. It's a small, small island. If you look at the map, it's like a dot on the map compared to like other islands like um, Dominican Republic or Guyana or Jamaica or Trinidad and Tobago. But Barbados is like a dot. Yes. So, yeah. Yes. And I even, oh my gosh, there was a an animal sanctuary mm-hmm. in the near the middle of the island i i okay. it was with there was like turtles there was deer there was there was all kinds of animals that you can check out and you can feed um and it was by the highest point in barbados is uh, somewhere in the middle ish isn't it the highest point in barbados is called mount hillaby so that's actually and if memory serves me correct, St. Andrew, which is like close to the top of the island. Yes. Right? Okay. So, yeah. so I 
okay, I went from there and then to this animal sanctuary. Anyways, like mm. w- just walking the island yeah. is very easy to do. Oh, yeah. Like not necessarily north to south, but it's such a a, a, a beautiful walk, but it, it's so tiny. So when you were living there, do you ever get the feeling of being maybe claustrophobic isn't the right word, but almost mm. uh, removed from the world because you are on this island away from, uh, you know, larger societies let's say yeah so when i at these times when i you know used to go for those sort of walks it was more of a like a a reflection moment right so i just reflect on you know what what um what happened like the day before or what's happened during the day and then i kind of like um you know think about you know what i'm gonna do tomorrow and well that's what i'm thinking is like the the wind i know the sea just like you can hear the waves like so like tranquil and peaceful man like oh my gosh that's what I'm so it yeah. was comfortable. Yeah. Why move yourself from comfortable to uncomfortable and to change and mm-hmm. and all of that? This is like this is the opposite of what 99% of people do, which mm-hmm. is why it's such a cool story that you have because living in Barbados, being comfortable, great yeah. food, routine, sunshine, ocean, yeah. why move yourself to uncomfortable and into the unknown? <laughs> Yeah. Um, so my, my mentality is, has always been to, you know, get out of my comfort zone. Right. Um, Barbados will always be home. But I, I saw myself, you know, challenging myself. And, you know, since I had Canadian citizenship, I said, why not go to Canada? Right. Canada so far that I've been here has provided me with more opportunities than in Barbados. I, I found myself a bit too comfortable comfortable in Barbados, so I decided, you know what, let's go to Canada and let's challenge myself. I always wanted a new challenge. And yeah, so far it hasn't disappointed. So, and yeah. In Barbados, let's say you stayed there in Barbados, what kind of opportunities are there for work? What do most mm. people, what are the main industries there? What could you have done? Yeah, definitely. Um, I was, and I still am, I'm still in IT, in the IT, in the IT field. I do, I did dabble in some accounting, but most people tend to, you know, go for, like I said, IT, accounting, I want to say management, and believe it or not, some people look to, you know, DJ. Oh, yeah. Yeah. DJ (laughs) DJ at the fish fry? DJ at anything, man. (laughs) Weddings, fish fry, um, even at our carnival, which is called Crop Over. Right. So, yeah. So, IT, accounting, management. Uh, DJing. Um, there are few people who like to dabble in, like, let's say, medicine, and they also like that as well too. So yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Okay, so let's let's think back to 2013. 2013. Yep. You're mm-hmm. on the plane. Yep. You have all your stuff, oh, yeah. and and you land at Pearson Airport, and it, even take us through like the first week. Like, what's going through your mind? How are you? How are you organizing yourself? Are you nervous? Are you anxious? Uh, how'd you pull yourself through that? Walk us through that experience. Yeah, so the flight, the flight from Barbados to Toronto, is about I want to say five and a half, six hours flight. And during the flight, I couldn't sleep. I was just thinking, like you know, what to expect in Toronto. You know, growing up in Barbados, you're watching all of these shows like on your television, say all these series, and like you're seeing things that are happening like on the series. Like, am I going to expect that in Toronto? Like, you know, Toronto is like a first. Well, Canada is a first world country. Um, I've never been to Toronto. My first time in Toronto. When I landed, I was like, wow, okay. Like, you know, so far so good. And then you know, got a, got 
on the highway and i'm like all these cars just flying past me just flying <laughs> past me because like back in barbados we have about well we had we had two lanes when i was back in barbados but i think it increased to four and then like um coming to toronto and all these cars flying at a hundred miles an hour i'm like wow <laughs> and then like i'm just like looking out the window like wow i'm actually here and i can't i'm like this is actually happening like there's no turning back yeah right and then i um, arrived at my my residence and one thing i learned when i first came to toronto that my mother always told me she always said well you know philip you're not in barbados anymore so you kind of got to slow down your speaking right if you see me with any of my friends that are from barbados we'll speak a little bit faster and mm. in our slang but then like you know what i've gotten like hey like are you from england i'm like no i'm not f- <laughs> i'm i'm not from england and they're like where are you from like i can't pick up the accent and i was like i'm from barbados it's like no way mm. yeah so like that transition from you know going from barbados to Toronto in that 2013 year, it was, I was taken back. Like, definitely, yeah. like, okay, like, you know, this is what you wanted. Now, don't back out now. Right? So, yes. yeah. How long did that take to, so what uh, what month did you arrive? I arrived at the end of August because my college program was starting at the beginning of September. Okay, right. So, so you yeah. didn't have to bear the winter right when you landed, which helps with the transition. Like if you were to come middle of January, oh, yeah. ooh, man, oh walk us through the first. Was it the first time uh, you had seen snow? Yes. Okay. Yes, the first time I see seen snow. Walk us through what the heck? Yeah. Is, what sensation is that? How does that feel when you see this white stuff coming from the sky and yeah. it's cold? Man, like. You know, we're we're in, we're in a we're in a society that everything has to be posted in the moment. So Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, right? As soon as I f- saw that first drop of snow, I remember I was on the fourth floor of my residence. I didn't even take the elevator; just ran straight downstairs, <laughs> ran straight downstairs. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, this is happening. And I stood out there for about a good 10, 15 minutes. I'm like, wow. I remember. I think it was like 10 or 15 days into like, you know, the snow falling, right? Yeah. I decided to take off my glove and write my name into the snow. That wasn't a good experience, man. <laughs> that was not. Because as soon as I'm writing, because I'm writing my full name, as soon as I get to like the L in my name, yeah. my hand starts to like shiver. And I'm like, I can't feel anything, man. I'm like, wow, okay. And the first thing I did, I went back to my residence. And I put my hand on the hot water. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> wow. But yeah, man. And I remember, like, you know, growing up in Barbados, I see people, like, get the kettle and, like, put hot water in the, and, and like, you know, put water in the kettle and then, like, um, you know, boil the water. And then, like, I, I'm, like, seeing these things on TV, like, you know, you get the kettle and then you go outside and then you, like, throw it in the air. Yeah, the mist, yeah, yeah. The mist, right? I'm like, okay, let's see if this is true. So I know this was around maybe, like, a December, right? It was, like, maybe, like, a, like a one or two degree. One or two degrees. I'm like, wow, okay. So then I go outside. I said, let me just try this thing. I'm like, wow. Nice. Yeah. And you know, you Wait, know it yeah. worked? It yeah, worked? It did. Oh, I thought it needed to be like really, really cold for that. Man, like when I went outside, I just said, <sighs> yeah. Man, yeah. Because like, don't forget, it could be like maybe zero or one degree, but the real feel. Right. Could right. be like a minus 10, right? And that's, right. that's something that I learned very quickly in Toronto. It could say zero degrees or one degree. And you're like, okay, cool. It's maybe like a little sweater sweater weather, right? No, 
Yeah. You look for the real feel, man. Yes. Uh, that's, that's one thing I learned quickly, man. Oh yeah, my it doesn't gosh, matter man. what it actually is. No. It matters what it feels like. Exactly. And then, you know, coming from Barbados, where I've never experienced anything under 25 degrees. when So you can imagine how I was in, like, December, January, February, when things were, like, minus 10, minus 20. Oh, I'm like, yeah. Wow. What happens to, uh, did anything different happen with your body? You experience like dry skin for the first yes. time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. So, like, I know with my parents now, they tell me, like, you know, for whenever November comes, always layer up. And I was like, ah, whatever, man. Like, they they, they, they were in Canada, like, you know, X amount of years ago. Mm. Like, I can handle this here, right? You know, me and my ego, right? Yeah. Man, when October, November, December came, November, man. I didn't have enough clothes. I swear. The first thing I did, I went to Walmart and bought like two jackets, man. Oh <laughs> yes. my gosh, man. So yeah, that was definitely the first three or four months in Canada for me. Definitely. Yeah. And so, yeah. so and uh, as far as adjusting, yeah. So you said you went to a residence. Is you went to school when you arrived? Yes. I okay. Did, yeah. So this was a this was a college residence or yeah, student this, residence. This was this was a college residence. That was about maybe like a two minute walk from the actual college, right? So, okay. Yeah. So did you get to meet other students in the program? So you kind of got in there and actually got to meet some people. Yeah, I actually met some. I met cultures from all over the world. Like everybody was either from like Russia, Mexico, China um africa like it's just like you know going there and like you know seeing people from different cultures and like you know learning like what their what their name stands for and like the different dances and the different food like i was just like that's the first two days of being a residence so like students from all over the world were there and i was just i was just like wow so i'm i, I felt at first i felt alone but then i didn't feel alone because all of us like had the exact same feeling like you know we're, we're coming from our country like the exact same time some of us were there for the first time some of us some of them were there for like maybe two or three times maybe they were just visiting like for vacation in the past yeah. but all of us were there going to school for the exact same for the exact same reason wow so yeah did you did you think that you would be here for that long like did you have a, an escape plan you're like, okay, if I don't like it, I'll give it six months, or I'll six months, or I'll give it a year, and then I can always go back home. Um, how how did you figure that out? Yeah, so I think after my first year in Canada, I was like, um, I think my first year was more of a you know getting to know like Toronto, whether it was like you know taking the transit. Or, you know, just finding places that don't exist in Barbados, like things like Walmart, Zara, H&M. Those things don't exist in Barbados. So that was just, you know, my first year. Mm. And then I think, like, my goals, like, before I came to Toronto, they then finally clicked after my first year. So then I was like, you know what? Like, you have to get over the winter. You got to. Yeah. Like, this is what you signed up for. So after, I think around 2014, 2015, was like I started to get like more serious. I'm like, you know what, Phil? The winter is going to be, what, December to March, April. And then you're back to normal weather. Yeah. Right? So the transition, I would say, and the adapting took me like maybe a year or so. Like, you know, okay. everything, everything was a first for me. Yeah. Right? You know, getting in a bus and it's crowded and like it's you're going from outside which is like minus 20 to like in a bus which is like 
all of a sudden like heated and what's not right and then like um a lot of a lot of walking oh my gosh a <laughs> lot of walking in toronto man like toronto's so big and i, I was told you know toronto is one of the biggest cities in the world but man a lot of walking it man. is big well especially yeah. you're, if you're in scarborough too yeah like it, it yeah toronto is just so east to west yeah um but then even downtown a lot of the time I'll, I'll know a streetcar's coming yes. or I'll be like, Hey, you got to take the subway then to this connection. And it's like 45 minutes on the, on public transit. Correct, and then it'll yeah. be like 55 minutes walking. And I'll usually Correct. say, Oh, I'll just walk. It's like 10 extra minutes. I'll get some exercise. Mm-hmm. Winter is a different story. Right. <sighs> What's really cool though, is like that. That's so true. Everything, literally everything you've done within, let's say the first year yeah. was the first time doing yeah. it. Like the subway, no subways in Barbados. No, no subways. What, what was that like going underground? <laughs> and then yeah. you have this whole infrastructure underneath the road. Yeah, I mean, like, so I think after my first year, I started to take the subway system seriously because in my first year, I was just going from college to buy groceries, which was at Scarborough Town Center, just go to Walmart. And then you, t- you just take one bus back, right? So it was just yeah. bus to Scarborough Town Center and then bus back. And it was that simple. After my first year, when I started to learn the subway system, I was getting a bit confused because I'm like, you know, you got to I was I was hearing like, you know, some of the Canadians that were on the residency say, well, you got to take this line, then go to this line then switch trains. I'm like, what do you mean by switch trains? Are we going to stay on the same train to go to the exact same place? No, man. You're, like, you're getting on one train, going downstairs, taking another train, going back upstairs. I'm like, wow. Like, are we ever going to get to this destination? But then like. I think after like six months, I'm like, you know what? Like, this is great. This uh, is it great. Took you six months. About six months to learn the subway system. Subway months. system. I wasn't taking it that often. I was maybe taking it to like go downtown, to like you know, if friends wanted to go out and chill, or if I was going to like a conference or yeah. something like that, right? So you know, um, you know, load up your Google Maps came in so handy. Yes. Oh my gosh, man. Yes. When in doubt, use Google Maps. <laughs> There are so many times I would go to the front desk of my residence and be like, um, yeah, I'm trying to get to this place. And they would print it out for me. And I'm there like, okay, so it says to go to this place and then get off at this place. Man. I, I think in 2013, I, yeah. didn't have a, I didn't have a smartphone. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't even have a data plan. Oh, really? Yeah, wow. I did not have a data. I was the last one like I know wow, okay. that had a data that got a data plan the only reason i got a data plan was when i started to work at twitter okay they're like yeah you kind of need a phone with data (laughs) yeah the the first one i had was a samsung s3 yeah Yeah, and that that was my first time with a data plan and what's not right you know first time paying my own phone bill and what's not right there's another thing that's different yeah we got to talk about food for a second yeah because you're you went from fresh fish Mm-hmm. Fresh fi- fish, fresh fruit. Yeah, fresh fruit. Right. Man, yeah. And, you know, we have that all year round. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful thing. Yep. Logistics and globalization. Yeah. But things come frozen. Oh, yeah. um, uh, what, what's your impression of Toronto food and what was that transition like? So I know in my first, like, six or seven months to a year, maybe in Toronto, I was just buying strictly, you know, that microwavable food. Right, you just buy it like 
13 or 14 of them and you just put them in the fridge and when you're hungry just like peel it back put it for like five minutes or even less and then like you know that's that's your dinner yeah yeah the night, even right? it's even it's simple exactly right but like i think with my personality like i'm i'm very social i'm very outgoing so i would like approach let's say like some some people from india or some people from venezuela like you know i would just ask them like hey like where there was some good place to try some venezuelan food or some indian food or even like um you know where's some good place to try some caribbean food right so then i would just like venture out to those places and just try and just try them right because at the end of the day toronto is very very multicultural right i've tried so many foods i'm like i have no favorite but like i'm not going to like reject any per se right yeah so, but yeah the food here is pretty good i think that's the are there any good um caribbean restaurants that you've tried caribbean in toronto? restaurants in toronto yeah. there's lots uh, of jerk chicken yeah i know there, right there's a yeah. lot of jerk chicken places yeah and in scarborough too oh yeah there's one called i think it's right off kingston man it's called the big thing's called the big jerk the big oh jerk. it's good okay yeah i know there's one called the real jerk Right. The real jerk. The real jerk. Yeah, that's yeah. where that's where that's actually where um Rihanna, who is also from Barbados, she actually filmed her her work music video with Drake. Yeah, yeah. yeah she actually yeah. filmed she actually filmed it there. Oh, the I didn't real know jerk. that. Yeah. Hey, that's Definitely, cool. Yeah. But um I think in my in my and like being here, it was all like, you know, having the Jamaican food and what's not, right? That's what they consider Caribbean mm-hmm. food, right? I think it was around two thousand and 14, 2015 that I was told about this festival called Barbados on Water, which is, yeah. That's right. That's at uh, the Harborfront Center. And it's coming up, yeah. It's, oh, it hasn't happened yet. No, it's coming oh, up. Oh, good. It's August. It's actually going to take place August 16th to August 18th oh, at the Harborfront, yeah. Damn it. Oh, yeah. man, I've wanted to go every single year. Yeah. No. And that was the first time that I've actually had some food from back home whilst in toronto whoa yeah so it, t- it it took me back because i'm like yes finally and then like over the, o- over the years like you know i've been back home and i've brought some food back up but i've also like um networked with some people who are actually from barbados yeah who actually like cook the food from back home so i reach out to them every now and then to like you know sample some food right so yeah. when our independence comes we have this like um food called conky like it's called conky okay what's that so it's like a it's like corn. It's, it's like cornmeal, like baked corn, baked cornmeal, wrapped up in like a, a banana leaf, and it's it's predominantly found in Barbados, Ooh. right? But like um, there's um, there's a couple in in Mississauga who actually does like traditional Bajan dishes. Nice. So I would reach out to them maybe ten days before, and I say ten days because when it comes to like the last two or three days. That's when the orders for them start to come in. Yeah, mm. I would like I would like ten of this. I would like ten of that. Right, but I say I make sure that I make sure I put in my order early. Yeah, I get it, and then it's really good, man. So what amazes me too is the Barbados festival. Yep, there's that many people in mm. the GTA from Barbados yeah. or that have some affiliation with Barbados to have a whole festival, which amazes me that that. That Toronto especially is home to all these people that came from that island. It's yeah. like in that country. It's amazing. Um, I, I think the other thing, so fish. Yep. Fresh fish versus frozen fish or oh, what man. we have here. <laughs> can you can you can you eat fish? Are you used to that now? 
Like there must be um, some things you got used to, even though they're not as good, right? Um. So the the the, the seafood here is is good. Yeah. But it, it it can't compare. Yeah. To back in Barbados, right? Yeah. Like when I whenever I travel back home for like for like Christmas, that's one of the first things I have fish. Nice. Oh my god, it's really good. What are the main fish fishes? What's the main fish dish? The main Barbados? fish dish. What kind of fish? Um, so this may sound funny, but any any people from Barbados or who have an affiliation with Barbados who are listening to this right now, when I say that we have a fish called dolphin, okay, they would know what I'm talking about. But if I say this to somebody that lives in Toronto that has no affiliation with Barbados, they'd be like, like you you you, ki- you kill flipper? And I'm yeah. like, no 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 no. That's that's what we call it back home in Barbados, okay. right? But we have like um tuna we have barracuda like those are a type of fish like uh, also marlin yes as well too right those fish are really really good they're seasoned well and like they, they just go down really well man nice it's really good man and so. and then the the big question the last food question is toronto street meat mm. you get a hot dog or burger and fries oh yeah What's, did you gain weight when you came to Toronto? In my first year, yeah, definitely, <laughs> man. My first year, cause like you know, you just try, you just want to try everything, man. Like you mm. just go downtown, like you just want to try this, want to try that. And you're like, okay, yeah, yeah. And then like, you're posting on Instagram and like you know, posting it like with a selfie and like, yeah, like I'm eating this here, guys. What are you guys in? What are you guys in Barbados eating? Right? You're just having the same thing over and over again. Yeah. Just a custom, just getting this like um, Toronto food, like just trying it all the time, right? So yeah. I think the cool thing about living in any metropolitan city is the difference in cultures which brings geez different fashion different foods different language accents Mm -hmm. like different technology even right um it's it's really really awesome so uh, i'm thinking if because depending on what I name this on on YouTube, it might bring some new visitors. Like, yeah, definitely. Might man. name it uh, "Moving to a New Country" or something like that. Yeah, sure. What advice would you have for for people that are right now, you know, in a new country and they miss home, um, but they were there, you know, they moved for a career, they moved for education. Yeah. Uh, what What do you want to say to those people? Yeah, definitely. I would definitely um, first uh, be very open minded. Mm. be very very open-minded like um you know be willing to you know learn learn some to learn to learn some new stuff you know be educated on you know what happens in toronto in certain areas um learn the culture whether it's um the toronto the torontonian culture definitely um communicate with people network with people who can guide you in certain areas that you know are best for your life, right? Mm. A lot of people, you know, come up to Toronto, whether it's from the Caribbean or from other parts of the world thinking, yeah, I got this, co- I have this covered, right? But until you get to Toronto and you realize it's not what you expected, then you're like feeling like um, overwhelmed and a bit emotional, then you want to move back home, right? Um, so many people I've encountered like that that have, you know, said they have it, you know, like, um, I can handle this. Like, you know, they come up with, they have this like massive budget and all of a sudden like the budget is blown and then all of a sudden they go back to wherever they come from. Right. So, um, definitely I would say if you're looking for opportunity, Toronto is the place to be, be open-minded and you, you will, you will not be comfortable in your initial like months or years, but you know, ugly, 
and uncomfortable situations lead to beautiful places. Oh, I like that. So, yeah. Ugly and, oh, say that one again. Ugly and uncomfortable situations lead to beautiful places. Oh, you slowed that down for me. Yeah, definitely, it, man. Yeah. I love that because yeah. that the ultimate, the ultimate um, pursuit for for Canadians, we could say Americans to North Americans, people in the West is how we, we have to do as much as we can to one day just be comfortable. Yeah. All of us are working towards this, this scenic and this imagined retirement oh, where yeah. we just get to, let's say, move to Barbados, sit yeah. on our ass all day. That's true. And do nothing. I'm of the mindset like right now I'm only, I'm 30, but I can't, I can never picture myself retiring and sitting and doing nothing. I exactly. can't do nothing. No. An, an idle mind, and maybe that's what you're kind of experiencing. It's, you know, I think you're a, a deep thinker. Yep. So when you're going for your walks in Barbados, you're like, oh, where's the opportunity? How can I learn more? How can I grow? Yeah. This is too easy. And and I think for people and, and myself, it's like an idle mind mm. is, it, that's kind of where depression can come from and anxiety. Mm, it's just letting letting yourself be idle not in pursuit of anything, not Correct, growing, yeah. not challenging yourself. Exactly. Um, that can be that can be debilitating, man. So I think it's really cool that that you that you took that leap because that's what it is. Yeah, it was a huge leap, massively, massive, massively. But um, I I had I had a goal in mind, which was obviously to you know have a career in Canada, right? Obviously, the money will be more, but I feel I feel more vibrant. I feel more educated, right? Um, I'm not in my comfort zone. I wasn't afraid to start over because I could have stayed in Barbados and had a very comfortable life. But I said, you know what? I needed a challenge, right? So Toronto has definitely challenged me, right? I don't like to use the word problem because when you use the word pro- when you use the word problem, like it feels like more depressing. When when you use the word challenge, most people like to rise a challenge mm. right and that's what i've been doing for the last six years whether it's the whether it's the the cold whether it's me going to school whether it's me facing challenges at work whether it's me going out to socialize i've always rise to those challenges and at the end of those challenge i'm always smiling so yeah that's a perspective that that is really important and i always talk about language yeah. how language is so important not just me and you talking but the way we talk to ourselves right so reframing it as a challenge you want to rise to it you want to overcome challenge yeah problem there's always there's already that negative part no one wants problems no, no one wants problems Definitely but people not. Um, you can wrap your mind around a challenge. A challenge is somewhere where you can learn something, where you can grow, where you can become a better person, where you can, right? Um, as you said, rise to the occasion. Yeah. I love that. So being in Canada now for six, six, six years. years. Yep, six years, yeah. Six years. Actually, this, this month, the end of this month makes it six years. Whoa. Yeah. Congratulations. Thanks, man. Yeah. <laughs> so what happens? Are, are you too comfortable now? No. Are you what? What happens? You know, how are you still challenging yourself? Is 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 being in Toronto still a challenge? Do you still miss home in some ways? What what happens after six years of being in a new country? Uh, six years, I I look back to see how far I've come, right? I look back and see how I was in two thousand and thirteen and fourteen, and then I look at myself. No, I'm just I'm just grateful, right? And um. I always look to challenge myself every single day, 
as if it's a brand new day, I just set out my goals. I'm like, you know what? How am I going to accomplish these goals? Right? Um, I do a lot of affirmations. Right? Um, I always repeat to myself, like, you're a champion. Right? You can do this. Just just one more stroke. Right? The, these are things I've been telling myself for like the last maybe two, three years now. Right? Because, um, like you said, like, negative is by default. Right? And yeah. I'm just trying to fill my mind with more positive influences. Right, because right? if if you don't have a goal, like you're always going to be like depressed, right? Um, I have friend, I have friends out there who who don't have any goals. Like they just sit down in front of the TV, and you know they get that gratification for just that moment. Yes, right. So they're just like watching the TV, they're laughing, and then when like the the show is over, then what next? Then they go to bed. Like they're 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 not tired. They're they're um. They're not inspired, mm. right? That's that's just my that's just my take on it. But every day is I'm grateful to be in Toronto. Definitely, do I miss home? I definitely miss home, but I can't stay in Barbados for, in my opinion, more than two weeks. After, if I stay yeah. if I stay in Barbados for longer than two weeks, I get back to that comfort zone, and then I remember the reason I came to Canada in the first place, right? Uh-huh. So yeah, I think the the perspective that you have um, just on those affirmations and wanting to have a more positive outlook Definitely, and be a positive yeah. influence. Yep. You know, we can talk about, you know, uh, these theories of energy and you attract one and what you give out, which is, you know, true to an extent, but yeah. even just for your, for your, for yourself saying, I want to be a more positive person because yeah. it makes me feel better and you attract new people and you're, you're open to different opportunities. Oh, yeah. I, that's, that's so powerful. And I, it, this is a huge thing on the channel too. Yeah. I can tell by your muscles, you go to the gym. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You get, oh yeah. That that's, it's, it's clear. Yeah. So, that's the motivation is a tough part for people oh yeah we could even get into that like you had to be motivated and driven to to move to a different country yeah that's massive where the unknown is so blinding yes with work like the reason i think people don't let's just say working out for an example is you can't reap you don't reap the rewards right away correct yeah you can't work out once and be like boom exactly um just like moving to a new city, you didn't exactly. reap rewards right away. You no. had to go to school. You had to get used to all of these different things. Yeah. So what do you tell people or what's your what's your thought processes on hey, why the heck should I go to the gym or why do anything when the rewards are going to be three years down the road? People struggle with that. And yeah. I struggle with that. Yeah. I mean, like, um, so I saw I saw two quotes um, about a week ago and, you know, I'm, I'm both I'm both them talking about you know hard work and you know reaping the war reaping the rewards later right and um, the first quote said um, if you don't get the results now always remember that a Toyota Corolla was built in what 13 hours and a Rolls Royce is built in six months oh right awesome Love and, like, that. and then like obviously like we all know which car you prefer yeah right so <laughs> let's yeah. be honest let's be exactly honest. right yeah if you and had then, a choice and then and then the last the last quote which um definitely has stuck by me and by that i mean i have it written at home right okay. it's called um 
the court says the court says if you want to shine in front of a thousand people you must outwork what's what's his that wording if you want to shine in front of a thousand people you must outwork nobody when no well you must outwork a thousand people when no one is working mm. so yeah mm. I'll, I'll i'll find i'll find the exact quote but like that that actually hit me for sure i was like wow Okay. Do you think you can, you can, there's a pressure, especially as I'm kind of have my own business to, to yeah. overwork. Yeah. There's, you know, there's this constant competition today. And I think you get that in a city too. There's mm-hmm. a feeling of, of competition and people trying to outdo one another. Mm-hmm. And there's always a race to the top okay. when you're pursuing your goals. Um, and you know you're you're even looking a year down the road, three years down the road, whatever it may be, to get to your Rolls Royce. Yep, yeah, definitely. Um, how how do you how do you stay in the moment? How do you appreciate kind of what you have now versus always looking into the future? Yeah, that's a very that's a very good question. And um, you know, I al- I always set my goals like every single day. I always repeat my affirmations, and. Um, I just I, I realized maybe like f- four or five months ago I'd like to stop stop competing with others out there. Your only competition is you, like the guy in the mirror. That's your competition, right? Just try to improve on yourself every single day. Just be try to better yourself every day. Like today is what today's Wednesday. I feel better than I was yesterday. On Tuesday mm. I felt better than I was on, I was on the weekend. Right. So just just try to improve yourself. Right. Inve- invest in yourself, you know, um, listen to successful people and how they have reached their goals. Um, definitely read books, read books is some but reading books is something I never used to do. But I found books that aligned with my goals. Oh, right. So okay. that th- those those keep me definitely motivated. And one thing for sure, it also keeps the negative out of my mindset. Yes, right. well, the mindset is a huge thing. Oh, There's yeah. actually a book uh, somewhere back here. Mm-hmm. It's called there. It is growth mindset. Do you have this? I don't have that book. Um, in terms of my whoa, nice book. Growth yeah. mindset. This yeah. is um, or it's called mindset. It's about the growth mindset. It's like a, a perfect example is instead of seeing things as problems, see them as challenges. challenges That's yeah. like. Um, growth mindset versus, oh, geez, they have like a different example in here. I won't bore people with it now. Um, but what kind of books do you read when you're saying you, you mm-hmm, listen yeah. to successful people or you, you, you're now reading books and you didn't back in Barbados? What, yeah. do you, what kind of things do you uh, resonate with? Yeah, so um, some of the books I've read are more along the lines of um, self-development and trying to develop the, the positive mindset. Some of the books I've been reading are, you know, The Magic of Thinking Big. Um, the compound effect and one of my favorite books by Dale Carnegie is called um, how to win friends and influence people yes such a such a powerful book that oh is a, that's been a top seller since oh that's an old one too yeah but like yeah. it's what what whatever he said years ago it still resonates now man oh such God. such a powerful book man it's yes like putting putting yourself in somebody else's shoes instead of like you know having to interrupt that person man like communication a lot of people think communication is just you trying to talk and try to get your point across and your opinion across but like communication is also about you listening to that person and trying to put yourself in their shoes mm. right like that book has really like um impacted my life per se i'm definitely, definitely gonna have to pick one up i'll trade you one yeah there's um 
and for those because I know the video stopped because I was my, the card was full, but we got a lot of it. Okay. Uh, for those listening, here it is. I'm just looking at my bookshelf behind me. Mm-hmm. Um, this is you've probably seen this. The Seven Habits of, of highly, highly Effective, effective people. people. Have yeah. you read this one? I have that book at home, so I'm going to. You read got this it. at home? Okay, yeah. good. Got that at home, man. Pretty well, good. We'll talk about it. This is great, but he goes into. Um, Stephen Covey goes into talking about empathetic listening, yes, which is so important, which probably um, Carnegie said too. Oh, it's yeah. a, that, that part of communication. People, you, you can tell they're hearing you, but mm-hmm. they're really not listening. Two very different things. Mm-hmm. So, well, you know, we're communicating now. You're yeah. letting me speak. I can tell Perfect, that yeah. you're taking in what I'm saying you're not ready to jump in mm-hmm. and be like, oh, you're wrong. Or actually, <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, actually, you went to Barbados? Yeah, I live there. Okay, let me talk about me for a second. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> I know, right? So it's really, really important. And that can be in business. And this isn't what we teach kids in school. No. What was education like in Barbados, in uh, elementary school and high school? Yeah, so education at school was you just get in about 14 subjects to do. And like, obviously, if you and, and, and in, sc- in school, like we're we're taught that, you know what, if, if you fail, you're, you're punished. Right. So you get that E grade, that D grade, that F grade. Right. So there there's some subjects that I didn't like doing in high school. Um, geography was one of them. History was one of them. Here's the thing. Right. I learned most of my geography watching soccer. And by, oh, that, yeah. and by that, um, I support Manchester United. So when the when my club like travels all over Europe to like play different teams, that's where I learn like you know when I hear a certain surname, I say ah that's from Brazil. Or if I hear a certain like um, first name, is he from like Mexico or Colombia or some Latin country? And most of the time, I'm right. That's where I learn most of my geography and also a little bit of history as well. Oh, because cool. communicate communicating with the different cultures. When I first came to Toronto, if I talk to a guy from Brazil, then I can name like some soccer players, and then all of a sudden the conversation is getting so deep about you know what Brazil is about, you know, Rio de Janeiro, and then I'm talking about Barbados, about the food, and these conversations got so deep. But like back to school though, like it was more of a, you know, you go you go to school, you did like a midterm, you did like some more work, then you do a final, and then like it's back to summer. Yeah. Right. But um, I'm not I'm not a big fan of school. I'm I'm more a big fan of education. Okay, let's talk about that. Yeah. There was a that's a an Einstein was it Einstein? He said the biggest. Well, what did he say? We're, we're struggling with quotes today. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> he was like, the only problem, or he's like, I love, I loved, edu- I love education, but I hate school. Yeah. Something like that, right? Yeah. What do you see the diff? What What's the difference? Um. So let's 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 take some very some very famous um, people that we know in the last like two or three decades. Let's take, for example, Michael Jordan or Oprah Winfrey. The Beatles, um, Bill Gates, Steve Jobs. What I realize is that some of these guys are educated, but in different fields. Michael Jordan is educated in playing basketball. Oprah Winfrey is educated in being a talk show host, right? Um, take, for example, the late Michael Jackson, um, you know, Beyonce, Rihanna. They are educated in, you know, the art of performing, singing, mm-hmm. right? Even Colonel Sanders, 
he is educated in making fried chicken. And it's all, it's, it's all about how you view education. A lot of people think that education is just, you know, going to school, regurgitating a book, writing it down on the exam. You get that A, all of a sudden you're an educated person, mm. right? Um, like I said, I, I more prefer education because I can educate myself outside of school. I found that I learned most of my education outside of school. Yeah. Isn't that sad? It is sad, but like that's how we grow up. Yeah. That's, that's how we're programmed from our parents, yeah. right? We saw our parents go to school. Our, our parents teach us, you know, you know, get good grades, you get good grades, you get a good job, and then you work nine to five till sixty five, right? But like in school, some things that aren't taught are things like, you know, people skills, leadership skills, communication skills, how to um have proper finances, right? They teach you about accounting, like how to debit and credit, but like they don't teach you about how to manage your finances, yes. time time management. Yeah. Those things aren't taught in school, right? So then all of a sudden, like you leave school and you then you go to the work er- the workforce. And then all of a sudden you're starting to learn those things, right? And the o- the o- the older you get, the more reluctant you're willing to learn something new, mm. right? So like, that's why I'm a big fan of like educating myself on those type of things, right? So I mean, like any any anyone who is like um going to school, um whether it's like high school, college, or university that's that's listening right now, when you're finished school, like get a chance to read a couple of books on leadership. Right. Read a couple of books on like, you know, how to, you know, communicate with someone properly. Right. Because mm. like by default, we're all, you know, looking to get our point across. Right. But like, if you sit back and listen to that person and just try to figure out like where they're coming from, right? I understand where they're coming from. Right. These things aren't taught in school. It's just the maths, the English, uh, chemistry, physics, geography, history. Those things I was taught back in Barbados. But like coming here to Canada, I said, like, um, my leadership attributes, my communication attribute, those all had to be improved on. And I'm still working on it. And, you know, I, I'm, I see where I was and I see how far I've come and I'm very proud of where I am right now. But yeah, like education, massive, massive fan school. Yeah. That's but, all. That's all I'll say on that. Yeah. No. No. We, hey, that could be a whole other podcast we talk about. Yeah. Definitely. The reason I said it, it's sad and it is, and I think everyone has that experience. Yep. Right. It's. It's. I find that so sad too. When I graduated, I learned way more outside the classroom. Right. You learn way more coming to a new country. Yeah. You're, you're learning everything when you went when you came here and went to school. Yep. But then outside of that classroom, you're like, okay. I got to learn about, I got to be educated about the transit system. I got to learn to communicate with this person to see when the next class is, to see, you know, who I can have dinner with and meet some new people. So, you know, Mm -hmm. I can feel part of this community. There's so much that's not taught in school. And what happens is, is when people do enter the workforce, they're, they feel like they are educated. So there's almost a sense of entitlement and they don't know what the hell to do as far Mm. as how do you, how do you speak to your boss? How do you say no to something? How do you create personal boundaries? Correct, yeah. Right? How do you interact with people in the workspace? Uh, education is a very isolating, sorry, school is a very isolating thing. Mm-hmm. It's like you study on your own, you do the test. The biggest, I'll put loser in quotes, the biggest nerd, whatever we want to, whatever label we want to say, the 
smartest person in high school or university can be the loneliest. Yeah, yeah you can be true. totally alone and be hit nineties mm-hmm. because it, like sometimes they'll throw group work at you. Yeah, which we all know how that goes in school. Yeah, <laughs> There's that, always yeah. one person that's doing it, and you can't communicate. And this person's strength is this, and you don't know how. Um, I think education. You're so right. Uh, you can get so much more out of traveling somewhere new. Oh, yeah. You can get so much more out of taking a new job. Mm-hmm. Jeez, work at a, I, my dream is to work at a Starbucks. I want to try working at a Starbucks. Really? Okay. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Even if it's for like, I don't know if they'll have me for just a few months. I would love to learn, mm-hmm. you know, what it's like to work the cash, learn a new POS system, yeah. how to make these drinks, customer service. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I want to try all these different things. Mm-hmm. Is that, you know, not necessarily working at a Starbucks, mm-hmm. But do you have this uh, this dream or one of your goals is to just try a whole bunch of new things and be a human guinea pig? So I made a decision two years ago to travel to different places in the world. And by that, I mean um, most people, whether they're from the Caribbean or from anywhere else in the world, if they're in Toronto, as soon as they get vacation, they want to go straight back home, straight back to that comfort zone. I used to be like that, but about, I want to say, three years ago, I made a decision, like, let's try somewhere different. And by that, I mean, when I graduated from college, like, most of most people were going back home. I went to Punta Cana, mm. right? Last year, for my birthday, most people go back home as well. I went to Dubai, right? This awesome. year... I went to Mexico for the first time. And I just have like these set countries that I want to go to. Because like you only, you only live once, right? And Barbados will always be home. I don't know if it's too late for me, but if I do have kids um, and I want to, I want to um, educate them in another language, yeah. I'm going to send them to a country that speaks that language. Yes. So, for example, if I want them to learn Spanish, I'd rather send them to like a when vacation comes for the school. Obviously, I'll send them to like a Guatemala or Costa Rica. You stay there for eight weeks, and then you're good. If you want to learn French, I'll send you to like maybe like Martinique or like maybe like Haiti, and I'll let you stay there for like a month, two months, and you just learn the language. I'll I'll put you with people who don't know English, which means you're forced to learn that language. You want to know where the bathroom is? Speak that language. Yes. You want to know how to get to a certain part in the area? Speak that language. And that that's instilled in you because you're, you're, you're more forced to learn the language. When you're in school, you read that French book, you close it, you put it down, and then you're back to watching TV. Yeah. Right? If, if, if I send you to, like, let's say Costa Rica or Guatemala, you can, you, can, you can stop speaking the language, but then when you turn on the TV, the TV is in Spanish, so you have to like understand what they're saying, right? Yes. So that's, that, that's my, my take on you know, education outside of the classroom, right? But yeah, I also, I just have this goal of just traveling to like these different places and learning the culture, right? Like places like um, Bora Bora, Maldives, Thailand, Singapore, like these places I actually want to travel to, India, yeah, I just want to. Exp- I just want to explore. I'm, I'm, I'm so open-minded. Well, I think that's that's such a powerful thing to have, especially today. Yeah, because there's it's a very polarized culture that we live in now. Mm-hmm. It can be, it can be politically left versus right, Democrat Republican. It can be racial, black versus yeah. white. It, and to have an open mind, to hear different viewpoints, to want to experience different cultures. Yeah, that's only 
making you a better person and mm-hmm. able to understand this idea of what it's like to be human, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Regardless of skin color or regardless of political uh, or sexual affiliations or orientation, yeah. it doesn't matter. I think you're – so you're big into the being immersed in something else totally. If you're going to do it, you're like, I want to learn a language. I want to learn about this culture. I'm going to go there, Correct, right? Yeah. I want to learn what it's like to live in Toronto. I'm going to go yeah, there. Exactly, right? Yeah. Would you consider yourself or, or would you think of yourself someone who, who gets bored easily? I would say yes, mm. definitely. Um, I'm always looking – for something to challenge myself or if I'm not challenging myself I then try to do something over again and see if I can get it done like more efficiently and more effectively yes right that's that's just me um one mistake I've probably made was I there's sometimes I've had my plate too full and that can cause me to be like so overwhelmed and emotional but like what I do is I, I, I step back I say like you know what let's Let's take this like one step at a time, right? Still, still looking and pursuing my goals, but like, you know, let's just take this one step at a time. There, there is, there is the big picture, but that big picture has to be divided up, mm. right? So I just take one chunk at a time, work on that chunk. When I've like finished and mastered that chunk, I move on to the next chunk. And what I've learned in the chunk before, I apply that knowledge to what I'm doing in this chunk now. Oh, I love right. that. Is that is that anything about the book of the magic? What was it? The magic of the magic of thinking big. Thinking um, big. Def, def, definitely. Um, with, with with me now, I had I had these dreams, but I needed somebody to repeat them for me, right? And the magic of thinking big, um, how to win friends and influence people. Like those books were just like regurgitating what I've been saying to myself all along, but like, I just wasn't pursuing them, mm. right? So it t- it probably took for somebody to just say, you know what, Phil, just just do it. Yeah. Just do it. If you if you fail, you learn and you become wiser. If you succeed, then clap pat on your back and let's move on to the next challenge. Yes. Right? So yeah. I wanna end off with you know, there's there's quite a few listeners, some who are um well, it's a mental health everything's mental health, right? But yeah. some some deal with some pretty heavy anxiety mm-hmm. on a on a daily basis. Yeah. Even depression. But the big thing with anxiety is people are very, very intimidated and scared of the unknown. Mm-hmm. And what if this happened? What's going to happen? Will I be prepared if this happens? And by you coming back to you coming to Canada, you could have had and probably did have a million what ifs. Mm-hmm. What if, you know, I can't deal with the winter? What if I don't like anyone there? What if I don't like my job? What if, you know what I mean? What if I don't like the way the money looks? Mm-hmm. Um, how did you, how do you rise above that? What would you say to someone who, who is constantly bombarded with, with that, that, that kind of thinking of what if this goes wrong and then they don't do anything and then they'll stay comfortable? Mm, okay. Um, that's a, that's a very interesting question. I would say don't, don't be frightened to, ask somebody don't be afraid to talk to somebody you know um i have this scenario and you know what if this happens and i I realize that you know once once you're pursuing like a goal or you're trying to overcome a challenge your thought process changes like it becomes so creative right you find new ways to overcome that challenge and when you overcome that challenge it feels really good really really good but like in dealing with um you know a lot of what ifs 
with 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 me i'm more of a you know like if it didn't happen it's because i didn't pursue it hard enough mm. right i'm more of a you know i'm faced with a challenge like i think about positive i think about positive stuff first and then pursue the challenge after right um it doesn't i would also do research right any any challenge you find um do some research we're we're in we're in a we're in a world where that is full of technology like yeah. find find the answers in a book go on youtube like you know and just don't dwell on just maybe one book or like one youtube video find multiple videos and see how people like um conquered those challenges try different things right if you fail then that's more of a, a learning curve right but at least you at least tried and you're more experienced now so you just know like you know what not to do yes right? exactly Th- that's big the we'll end on that the the failure part is what holds people back we're very scared of failure yeah and so why why take a risk even if it's a calculated risk yep. i'm not going to take it because there's a chance that I'm going to fail, I'm going to make a fool out of myself, and then mm-hmm. I'll think, oh my gosh, that was such a waste of time, I feel so stupid. I know, right? What, what's the what's your view on, on failure? Um, So, fail, failure doesn't happen when you fall. Failure happens when you don't get back up, right? So, like, we're, we're all humans, we're, we're, not, we're not perfect. Like, um, if you fail, you fail, but like, you know... It's how long you're gonna dwell on that failure, right? And some people like to I like to overcome failure very quickly. I like to find creative ways of like how to not do that again. Right? Failure, like I said, we're we're all programmed in school. Like, you know, when you fail a subject you're given that like F grade. Right. And that's that's why we're so scared. Right? Mm-hmm. But like some of the most successful people in the world that um from the outside we only see like the fancy cars and the fancy houses and their net worth, right? But we didn't know what it took to get to that level. Take for example, Thomas Edison. He failed a thousand times before he invented the light bulb. Um, Michael Jordan, he was cut from his basketball team and he just went straight and cried. But you know what? The next day he was taking like a thousand and one jump shots, a thousand and one free shows for free free throws, right? Yeah. Like um when you get better when, when you get better at something you become more confident right but in terms of in terms of failure we we all must fail to succeed if you're not willing to fail if you're not willing to you know on that journey to being successful on that journey to um, overcoming that challenge you must fail along the way but that's a learning experience that you must encounter as well so yeah i love that and on that note, I think we'll have um, we'll have have you do some guided meditations for us. Your voice is very soothing. <laughs> Thank you very much, man. I yeah, appreciate yeah. It, man. yeah. But but the the knowledge, everything you talked about from your experience, moving to some awesome tips, and it, it, I, I can tell you're a very well read, mm-hmm. well educated person. Thank you, man. Um, this will yeah, this will definitely be a part one. Um, everyone, uh, let us know what you think. Leave leave a comment, leave a review in the iTunes um, review section if you like this. And Philip, thanks so much for coming, man. Yeah, really appreciate it. De- definitely appreciate you having me on my show. Um, yeah, if you're out there and you're looking to come to Toronto, you're welcome, more than likely. All my Caribbean people out there, 
if you're looking for a new challenge, come to Toronto, definitely. Yes. And, I, and I'll 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 be here to help you for sure. Love that message. Yeah. 